Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Wow. Mind boom. Blown. The Rich Eisen Show. Their tweet was basically the equivalent of like, hey, no offense, but... And you're like, whoa, why did you just offend me? They were like... Dak's getting an MRI. And I'm like, now I have to freak out. Dak is going to be okay. Today's guests, NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah, Saints defensive end Cameron Jordan, plus ESPN college football analyst Kirk Herbstreet. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay. All right, everybody. We're back. Uh, oh, I mean, right, if oh, I right, say oh, back, right. I mean, oh. I know I left, uh, you know, on a day in July and then didn't return for a month. <laughs> so I, I just want to make sure everyone understands I'm back. When I say I'm back, I'm not going to keep mentioning how long I was gone that I came back. Two Monday. days, new streak. I'm back. And, and, Five weeks. And, 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 and I just want to say this. I just want to say this. And I didn't ask this yesterday. I really wanted to ask this of you. Brockman and TJ and Del Tufo's not here, so good morning to Mr. Feller over there. Honestly, this is very important, and I, I really held off asking all show, do I do I look fatter or or what? Like, did, no, I did thought I come you back? Looked, okay, I, I just want to make sure. Okay, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. Well, you rolled you know, in yesterday like, did, wearing did all black, back? so I don't know if there was slimming, uh, but I thought just, you looked pretty thin. I didn't have much clean left for my trip, you know what I'm saying? I feel you. How many suits did you take? Uh, oh, I took a bump. Well, I, what I did is, uh, well, I uh, mean, you don't want to get into the whole weeds I mean, here, but yeah. those are those were shipped those to Stanford, <laughs> Connecticut for, oh, yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. Tokyo Gold. Who am I? Put, that, put that one on the old Comcast Universal tab, <laughs> man, on the underhills out there in Stanford, <laughs> yeah, Connecticut. Uh, but hey, everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> How is everybody? Hey, Good over there? Hey, hey. Okay, uh, look, the lead item is what everybody assumed was going to happen the minute that the signing did happen down in Jacksonville, Florida. The, the first cuts are happening today. Yeah. The Turk is visiting. Playbooks yeah. are, are being handed in. Knocks are being... A hard, the hard knock. The hard knock. The hard that, knock. That's what hard, hard knocks, knocks is, referred, is, is essentially referring to. It's a very hard knock on the door. Yep. And... Um, I don't know how many. It's probably first time Urban Meyer ever asked Tim Tebow for his playbook. It's probably the first time that's ever happened, and um, it happened. And so Tim Tebow, uh, one of the first cuts of the entire training camp season. Jaguars first were one of the first in with their cuts here, um, which doesn't have to be official till later on this afternoon Eastern time. And um, so Tim Tebow um, is not going to make the Jacksonville Jaguars. Much was made of uh, Tebow's performance um, on Saturday night. It was nationally televised on NFL Network. 
everybody saw Trevor Lawrence get the old cup of coffee, um, which um, then uh, Gardner Minshew then drank, and then interestingly enough, did not um, uh, go any more than we uh, were expecting him to, even with that diuretic. But I, 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 I digress. Um, we did see Tebow's uh, blocking. Uh, a couple of Olays in there. Blocking and, in look, quotes. Tight end. A lot of tight ends don't don't block. We know that. Okay. Yes, yes. Jimmy Graham is one of them. <laughs> okay. I mean, a lot of tight ends don't block. Some tight ends just go in there and, and catch from that position because right. they're a matchup nightmare from that spot. So, at any rate, look. Here's the deal with Tim Tebow signing and now uh, cutting. I have a few things I want to say about this. I will just reiterate what I said when when he was signed by Urban Meyer, and many people were saying he's taking a spot of somebody who deserves to have that spot. And we won't know um, ever if the tight end who would have had that spot would have survived this cut and potentially matriculated his way through the summer and wound up on the roster and turned into the next, what, big Bobby Tanyan. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know. Again, the NFL is the you-never-know league. You can't sit here and say that the guy whose spot Tebow took up wouldn't have turned into the next great Jacksonville Jaguar. Can't say that. What you can pretty much say for sure is that that Jacksonville Jaguar could not have been personified in the same body as Tim Tebow and what was potentially being personified is Urban Meyer giving somebody from his past a shot. Tebow had to have asked somebody. The way Urban Meyer told it on this show and other places as well was that he was told that that Tebow was interested. He wasn't around for the first couple workouts. Everybody said he was rocked up like Adonis and, and looked good and you should give him a shot. And who knows if Urban was really there and had a very heavy hand on the scale, but there's no question he put his thumb on the scale and say, let's sign him. Let's give him a shot. And you could sit here and say that, you know, he was got such a work ethic that others can see, and that's potentially true. Uh, you know, his work ethic is maybe matched by others. I mean, you know, we do love Tebow for many reasons, and I'll get into that in a second. But what he definitely is showing, that's what I always thought, what he's showing on behalf of Urban Meyer to a team that is new to him and a league that is new to him and a free agency grouping to come that is new to him. You do stuff for me. You play hard for me. You represent what I want represented. And you are in the inner circle for life. So let's all band together here 2021 for the Jacksonville Jaguars and you do what I ask of you. You perform the way that I expect you to perform. You do what I want you to do. We do it all together. We are bonded forever. What a great message to give to somebody said, unsaid, whatever. And last I checked, Tim Tebow arrived, didn't perform that terrifically in his preseason game, and he is now no longer a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, I'm, I'm just looking behind me. That is the sun that's out, right? 
and the world is uh, but we're assuming it's still spinning i mean i the 405 did have a lot of traffic so i know <laughs> yeah, we're back yeah, to normal yeah. um and then just in terms of tebow's playing career because this is obviously a wrap for football well his playing career what do you think he's got still shot for with tj's new york metropolitans I guess you never know. You never know. We always okay. could use some runs. Okay. Yeah, so. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, certainly when DeGrom's healthy. Come on, Rich. His NFL <laughs> playing career is over. His football playing career is over. All right, there we go. That is, uh, in the NFL, he wants to go somewhere else. He wants to play arena. He wants to do something else for love of the game. Who knows? But his NFL playing career where is now, we thought it was over. Now it's definitely over. And in the... You know, now this will be my 19th season at the NFL Network starting this fall. Technically, we already started it anyway. But NFL Network, we're selling 18 seasons. I have been talking about the NFL nationally since I showed up at ESPN in 1996. In terms of meteoric rise, in terms of level of attention on somebody and then despite the attention that's put on him and pressure that comes to them a certain ascension and level of success that captured the imagination of entire local fan base and national and potentially international fan base and then (laughs) two years after three seasons after being a first round drafted player poof gone i i don't i don't know if anybody's had a career like that that i've seen certainly in the nfl i i've i've not seen it and i've also not seen somebody whose ability to flip a switch or have the football gods seeming to be the ones to flip that switch? And the fans in the stands reacting in a manner that has everybody plugged in together to electrify a stadium and then a scoreboard that had previously been so stagnant we were all falling asleep prior to that moment. I'm talking about Tebow time. I've never seen anything like that either. I honestly have never seen anything like it. His career is so unique. You will be, you know, I'll tell my kids about Tebow one day. (laughs) Honestly, because they're, my son was born, my oldest son, my oldest son, who will be a man in the eyes of the Lord later this month, was born, uh, he was born in 2008. Rich, I don't, I hate to interrupt these. What? Like, you're, no, with, with all the Tom Brady stories no, and all no, the Derek Jeters. Hold on a you know where I, I'm going. I, 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 I'll tell them about him one day. I, I will because this is, you know, you of course can tell the story of the NFL without Tim Tebow. But in terms of what I've seen, when I tell them, because they don't know who Tim Tebow really is. He played, he played when the, they were young and were not alive. And they'll look him up and they'll say, Dad, he played three years in the NFL. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) 
That's what they will say. They'll be like, what, are you, what are you talking about? Like, he started only one year. Taylor's hip to the game, he won. He won one playoff game. And, it, and then he got smoked by the Patriots. Smoked the next week. And then your team, Dad, picked him up and then thoroughly misused him or he was thoroughly uninterested in the way that the brilliant mind of Rex Ryan <laughs> offensively wanted to use him. And then poof, gone. What are you talking about? And I will talk about the fact of his career coming from college being drafted in the first round, which is the personification of what we talk about in the draft every year. It just takes one team to choose you. That's it. And his 2010 draft. Josh McDaniels in his cup of coffee with the Denver Broncos with yeah. two first-round selections chose Demarius Thomas first and then Tim Tebow second. Tebow. And bequeathed him after McDaniels flamed out to... John Fox, who wanted no part of the guy because anybody who's anybody in the NFL who coaches any NFL team will never look at somebody, perform like Tebow in practice, and say, that guy's my starter. (laughs) And injuries forced him to start him in Tebow's second year. Injuries forced him to Kyle Orton and everybody – They forced him to go there. And Elway, who just took over the team, Elway, the Duke, the man who's got all the talent collegiately and professionally with arm and legs like Tebow had, that guy looked at Tebow and said, no way. (laughs) Are you out of your mind? (laughs) What was was McDaniels thinking? And yet, they have to turn to him. And Tebow time hits. And he wins. And he wins games in which they were not even showing a pulse. I've never (laughs) seen anything like it. In the fourth quarter, Tim Tebow time hits. And then all of a sudden, passes that were looked like they were thrown with his feet Looked like those beautiful spirals in NFL films, and people are scoring, and fans are going crazy, and they're winning games. Was it that Thursday night against the Jets? Against right? the Jets. Oh, yeah, I was physically yeah. there. Yeah. I witnessed it. It looked like he was throwing with his left hand and his right hand together, spinning it with both hands, and then using it with his feet, and it looked like people were booing. It was awful. And then four minutes to go, touchdown, and he's running. He's running in, and it's just like, where the hell did that come from? (laughs) And then he wins a playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I know that they didn't have Ryan Clark. I get it. But he still beat him. Still beat him. And if I'm not mistaken, in a walk-off touchdown in overtime, see ya. It might have been the new overtime rules. It was the first year of the new overtime rules. First ever year. Who was the first quarterback under the new overtime rules to walk it off? Tim Tebow. And it was wild because everybody in Denver loved the guy. Everybody who loved Tebow in college loved the guy. Everybody loved the guy. And the guy who was the Hall of Famer, who knows quarterbacking, he's on my Mount Rushmore, 
sitting in the nope. suite upstairs <laughs> watching them win a playoff game against the Steelers the entire time deep down knew it's not going to work. And the only way that he could pull a coup on Tebow mania within his own fan base was to sign Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. Now do you get the story I'm going to tell my kids one day? <laughs> this is wild. It's unbelievable. There was no other move left for Elway with the way that Broncos fans were reacting to Tebow and Tebow mania. Because why not? Why can't you continue on with this? And it's just like, do you see the guy in practice? Do you see the first three and a half quarters? Like, really? Is he going to be able to pull one out of his orifice every single time with Tim Tebow mania hits? I've never seen anything like it. And then, of course, the way that he beat the Jets probably got them on the Jets' radar, and the Jets get him. And then it was like, why are they getting him? You got Mark Sanchez. Well, because they had Mark Sanchez there, and they were only, when they got him, two years removed from the back-to-back AFC title game. So you have to still see what you got in Sanchez, and you bring him in, and they introduce him at the old... uh, you know, what is it? Those piers on the on the west side of of Manhattan, and uh, and and the Jets ownership and coaching staff were at the owners' meeting in Florida. He came out by himself, walked out in the middle of that. They couldn't wait for Woody Johnson to get back from Florida and Rex. To get, they Nuts. threw him out there. He didn't have any answers. There was no coach or anybody there to make any answers. It was ridiculous. The Jets were the first team. The first team that could have sat Tebow down and said, Tim, let's talk about the other things you can do. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the wild offense we could come up with that makes you a matchup nightmare. No, won't be a quarterback. Worst possible scenario for him because you're seeing what Taysom Hill's doing in the NFL and Tebow could have been that. And now, here endeth the lesson. Of Tim Tebow. Now you understand when I say I'm going to tell my kids a story. I'm not going to sit here and say, let me tell you about one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. (laughs) Let me tell you about a guy who played three years in the NFL. What are three years? A whole story written in it. Daniel Jeremiah is coming up. We're going to talk about the quarterbacks who are more viable threats in the NFL. And he calls Los Angeles Chargers games locally. Lots to talk about with my buddy DJ. Uh, Cameron Jordan, speaking of Taysom Hill, what's going on? We're seeing videos of Jameis uh, Jameis Winston twerking, everybody. (laughs) Was that a twerk or is it a hip movement? I don't know what it is. There was a thrust in there. (laughs) I I don't know, man. If he keeps doing that with his hips, he's going to turn himself into a W. (laughs) (laughs) And Kirk Herbstreet, the author of Out of the Pocket, new book, on his life. It's called an autobiography. He'll be joining us in hour number three. I will ask him about the Super League that's being formed right before our eyes in college football. And you at 844-204-RICH being the number to dial. It's Robert De Niro's birthday, people. So you know we're going to talk a bunch about him and the greatest living American actor. Hot Hot take. Take a break. Your phone call is 844-204-RICH, but we'll take the phone call of Daniel Jeremiah next right here on The Rich Eisen Show. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Then comes the conversation about um, you and Justin Fields and what plan you see for him right now. That's probably the million-dollar question for so many people, uh, so many of our fans across the country, our city of Chicago, our players, coaches, everybody. And I understand from the front end, from an outsider's perspective, hey, it's real simple. This this kid, you know, how do you not play him? He's so talented. He's got to play week one. He's got to be the starter week one. How do you not do that? Well, there's a lot of things that go into that. And for me, I was fortunate enough to be in a similar, I'm not saying the same, but similar situation with Alex Smith and, and Patrick and the blueprint of that um, of being able for me to be involved in every one of those meetings, every one of those practices, every one of those travel days on the bus and airplane to the hotel, every one of those sideline conversations that we had uh, from week one until the end of the regular season and into the playoffs. In the end, it ended up working for both of them. And that's at least where we're going to start. We have a guy in Andy Dalton that we have a lot of belief in. He's had a nine-year career. Um, and a lot of he's seen a lot of different defenses and he's come in here to be able to help us out as much as he can. And I think when you bring Justin into the mix, there's so many different things that he has to learn that go into being an NFL quarterback. And, you know, he's sending us video clips of just the simplicities of calling a cadence at the line of scrimmage from his bedroom. So we can hear the cadences and what it sounds like with the voice inflection. He hasn't had to really do that in college. It's a knee lift or a clap of the hands. And so everything that we all take for granted that we think is simple when you get to rookie minicamp for the first time and you're 
calling a cadence at the line of scrimmage or you're calling a play in a huddle, which you really never had to do, that's hard. That's different. And it takes time. And what that does is it takes away from your strengths as a football player that we all see what you do. And so we got to make sure as a staff that we take it step by step and don't rush it. If we rush it, and we take this thing too fast and he's not ready, it's going to be bad for the Chicago Bears and it's going to be bad for Justin Fields. And in the end, this needs to be the best decision for the Chicago Bears and for Justin Fields. So you're you're making him take selfie videos in his in his room going through the cadence of plays that, that are that are on that BU play sheet yeah. that you hold up? <laughs> so it's going Yeah, yeah. So he's sending us uh, video clips of what his voice sounds like and how, like he's at the line of scrimmage from his bedroom. And then Coach Flip, our quarterback coach, passing game coordinator, is uh, having him do a bunch of flashcards and drawing up every motion formation shift that we have in the offense. And it's literally day one, 101, so that he can come in here and, and, and step-by-step learn how to play the quarterback position. Yeah, well, he's not calling plays in the mirror anymore. <laughs> It's like it's working. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. He and Bucky Brooks have a must-listen podcast, the Move the Sticks podcast. Move the Sticks is his Twitter handle. And I love this guy, and I cannot wait to keep talking to him over and over again until we're at the Combine. But that means the season will go too fast. And he is Daniel Jeremiah back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, DJ? I'm doing great, Rich. I prefer not to talk about baseball today. Let's keep it strictly football. That's okay. <laughs> uh, we could talk American League baseball, certainly since oh, my man. Yankees are right on the trail of the uh, Red Sox at Brockman's, and they play two today in a little day-night doubleheader. By the end of the day, day. sunsets tonight. Uh, Yankees could actually have caught up and potentially even gotten past the Boston Red Sox in Yikes. the lost column today. Yikes. So yeah. I'm happy to talk about I... American League baseball, if you don't yeah, mind. I, I, can, I can do some American League stuff. Um, and by the way, any of your listeners uh, can can throw the baseball more than 85 miles per hour. We could use you uh, right now because we are a little light wow. in the pitching department. Oh, boy. David Weathers kid not getting it done anymore, huh? So you're yeah, saying? he's had a rough stretch here. A little bit of a rough stretch. Padre fan Daniel Jeremiah here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, okay, so which uh, – give me a standout performance from uh, preseason weekend number one that you think is actually an indicative and a uh, bright shining light here. Uh, for for somebody, give me something for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. Let's let's uh, let's go through the rookie quarterbacks, Rich. Go for and, it. Uh, I, what I did is I went through and watched all the tape of the five uh, rookie quarterbacks, and I, uh, I I took all my notes, but then I tried to, for simplicity purposes here, just to narrow it down to two words. So, like the takeaway and two words from each of the quarterbacks. Um, so, we start with Trevor Lawrence. The two words I wrote down were just clock adjustment. Like that's, you know, all the abilities there, you see the touch, you see the arm strength on, on some of the out throws. But to me, he's good. He's among, among all the quarterbacks that you watch, the, these rookies, he's got to adjust his clock and speed it up a little bit. It just, to me, it was a tick slow with, with how he was operating. Some of the pocket stuff, he, he, he wasn't super comfortable in there. That's going to come with just more reps under duress, which he did not get a lot of Clemson. But uh, that, to me, is going to be the big adjustment for him is clock adjustment. Well, I mean, it's better happen fast, or he might not be named the starter, Daniel. You know, don't you think? Yeah, I, I like his chances. I, I like do his like his chances, chances, <laughs> chances too. Yeah. All right, so uh, m- m- matriculate your way down your yeah. list, if you don't mind. Yeah, let's go to Wilson. Um, to me, Rich, I just wrote down smooth operator. Everything was just very smooth and poised and comfortable. Um, 
get got his feet in the ground, delivered the ball accurately, knew where to go with the football. A couple plays, you know, they're missing some linemen, a couple of them, the pocket's collapsing on him. He gets the ball out to where it needs to be. Uh, some big third downs. And there was no razzle-dazzle plays. You know, that's what you kind of was fun watching him at BYU was all the creative stuff. This was simply just just operate the play and uh, and did it in a very smooth and efficient manner. So um, I thought, you know, for some of the stuff that you, you read coming out of camp and this, that, or the other, he got out there in a preseason game. I know it's not the starters, uh, but with the with the kind of the live bullets around him, I thought his 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 pulse and heart rate was very low. Okay, so was that a Shaw Day reference? Is that what you're saying for Zach Wilson? Uh, yes, I, I did. I could, I, I could uh, carry that tune, but I'm a little bit that nasal right now. I don't think I. Even no worries. That, no worries. By the way, I think I did. I got a nod out of you. I got a nod out of you, T.J. Jefferson. Right. <laughs> Didn't expect that one coming. Certainly in reference <laughs> to Zach Wilson. Cut me out of the uh, Okay. Uh, now I guess move on to Trey Lance if we want to go from um, order okay. of draft. Okay. Trey Lance. Although I almost wanted to go coast to coast, L.A. to Chicago, and go straight to field. Ladies and gentlemen. Well done. Okay. That, by the way, it's now officially in our head the it rest really of the is. day. All right, Trey Lance, what do you got? What do you got Lance, for me? Trey Lance, I just wrote, I wrote down raw power. I mean, you talk about the ball coming off somebody's hand. I mean, that it was juicy. Mm. Um, just, just how much force and velocity he has. The throwback touchdown. Everybody saw that the eighty-yard throw. There were some other balls, you know, on the move and in the pocket. The ball just jumps out of his hand. I mean, he has got a huge arm. Um, so raw power is what I wrote on there because there is the raw part of it. He held the ball a little bit. The offensive line he was playing behind was not good. Um, and the Chiefs defensive line got after him a little bit. So um, th- th- there's times you get the ball out of your hand, throw it in completion, you know, avoid the sack. I, I get that stuff. He's going to get better and better uh, as that goes along. But, man, uh, with him, and I'll get the fields in a second. Sure. The thing that was exciting: no design quarterback runs. Like that's a whole that's a whole other universe that they aren't even tapping into in these preseason games. They're they're just letting these kids play from the pocket. Then they're they're booting them and letting them get outside and make some plays. But like they haven't even tapped into this whole other realm of offense that they're going to be able to use with design quarterback run games. So that's what's so exciting about both those guys. Um, but with Trey Lance. Yeah, there's some touch. He can improve on some touch and some intermediate stuff. He's going to – Colleen Wolf needs to stay far away from Trey Lance because if, if Kurt Warner broke one of her fingers, Trey, Trey Lance might break her whole hand. <laughs> That's pretty wild, man. I know there's an interesting moment on, on, our, on our network. So uh, just pausing in this, the fact that you're not seeing – the boots and the run from the quarterback from those play calls that's purposeful because you want to see these guys just do the basics and get their footwork yeah, and or or they just trying to hide it because that stuff's coming for somebody that might start week one like what well, i don't through think that. you know i i don't think you want to give away carries for free you know so in other words i'm not going to have my quarterback take punishment for in a game that doesn't matter right so i'm not going to give you know, i'm not going to call as a you know a quarterback power or, you know, a quarterback read down the red zone, let him, you know, run and take punishment. He's not going to do that in, in this setting. So that's what is going to give defenses a whole lot more to think about uh, once you start incorporating that. So they moved the pocket. I mean, there were some boots and waggles and things like that, but they didn't, um, you know, there, there was no quarterback power called. Both these guys did a lot of that in college, and I'm sure it will be part of what they do in the NFL. And then uh, Daniel Jeremiah here on the Rich Eisen Show. Justin Fields, his performance, yeah. um, you know, when he got in against the Dolphins, 
was uh, clearly the one that that got got much of the attention because yeah. of you know of his performance as well as the team that he's performing for that's been desperate for a quarterback <laughs> of his apparent caliber. What what do you make of his performance? The two words I summed up were poise and playmaking. I thought you know and a lot of, almost all these guys. He just it was just very relaxing, very calm. But then he mixed in just the playmaking ability. Pocket breaks down. He's out the back door. He's running for a touchdown. What would be scrambles for, you know, three to five to six yards for quarterbacks, he turns into 21, 22-yard gains. You know, the touchdown, don't, I don't put too much into the touchdown. I was a schemed winner on the, on the throw to the tight end who was completely naked. Um, so, you know, but he made a nice throw there. But he threw a corner route that was dropped earlier on in the game that was probably, you know, probably the best. Uh, just pure throw in pocket throw of any of the quarterbacks for the for the week. It was just beautiful. The guy didn't didn't bring it down. So poison playmaking. Now he's not perfect. I think some some have you know made it sound like this was just the most unbelievable performance you've ever seen. I mean he did fumble the ball. He had a, a ball that probably should have been picked off. But overall, again, poise and playmaking. Rich. I mean this is uh, it's not it's not big for him. It did not look big for him at all. Daniel Jeremiah here on the Rich Eisen Show walking through the uh, first preseason week assessment of the first-round drafted quarterbacks. That leaves us with Mac Jones in New England. What you see? What you write down for him? Yeah, I wrote down completion collector. Like that's, that's how he plays. That's who he is. I don't think that Mac Jones translates to all 32 teams. You know, I think he was going to be very dependent on where he went and how they used him. And I don't know that you could handpick a better spot for him than New England. They're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to get the ball out of his hands quickly, whether that's off play action, then get your foot in the ground, make a quick decision, get the ball out, or they did some empty, um, get back there and just let him diagnose, see, and get the ball out of his hand. He does not have wow arm strength. He's not going to overpower you with these big-time power throws, but he's good. he makes good decisions. He showed good touch. And he's just gonna—he's just gonna rack up a bunch of completions, and that's—that's that's, you know the formula for how they're going to play in New England. So, kind of look at the broader sense of you know him versus Cam. This team is kind of designed to play with a guy like Mac Jones. I mean, he fits them better than Cam does. Um, I think they're going to be able to run the ball. They have an offensive line that's built to run it. You're going to see a lot of two backs, a lot of two tight ends, and they're going to run, 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 and then they're going to—they want somebody to make good, efficient decisions and, and, and throw the ball accurately and that's that's really who he is and also you could also say that they're a perfect fit for him because whatever Belichick might be throwing at him we don't know it, it can't be any different than what Saban threw at him right I mean <laughs> exactly. it's honestly like the the his his skin must be already so Saban thick that whatever Belichick might be coaching him hard or tough love or anything like that it, it can't be anything he's never seen before you know, right? No, I, I would say the only difference uh, from those two coaches may be the volume. I think Nick might give you a little more volume um, yeah. uh, with the discussion, whereas Belichick might be a little bit under understated. <laughs> I don't know what's scarier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know what could be scarier to a kid. But all right, so putting it all together, yeah, uh, can, can we make a a, a, a guess, a, a good guess, uh, an educated guess? what week one status for everyone's going to be regular season after week one status preseason or no, Daniel? No, I mean, look, it's still, 
it's, it's, it's a long way to go. And the preseason games, why well, I enjoy watching them, and it's fun and getting to watch tape again for, you know, fresh tape for the new year. Right. I think what's happening on the practice field, especially these joint practices, you know, Trey Lance, this is a big week for him. They, they have joint practices with the Chargers. So I'm going to go up there on Friday and watch those guys work together because you're going to get to see a different defense. You're going to get play against all, a lot of the regulars uh, in, a, in an environment where you're protected. He's not going to get hit. But he can see different looks, different defenses with, with really good talent on the other side. So that'll be really uh, important in his development and kind of let them know where he stands in this in this process. So I know Mac Mac Jones, they've been doing joint practice with the Eagles. Um, so we won't be privy to all those uh, the video for all that stuff, but that you could say is is maybe even more important than what we're seeing in these preseason games. Daniel Jeremiah here on the Rich Eisen Show, and I guess we'll have you back on and revisit that subject once we get closer to the regular season for the moment though who are we sleeping on you got an under the radar team for me because uh you know oh, yeah. well, I, I i i usually i not usually every year i pick one in either either conference um and i'm formulating and i'll be honest i'm probing what your thoughts are on that subject matter DJ. well i think i'm, I'm going to retire the cardinals i think they've been that team for me for <laughs> the last seven years so, <laughs> that broken clock's going to be right soon, man. I'll tell you that. You know, yeah, so. I'm telling you, yeah. They, they, I have hung their jersey up in the rafters. They're in the Hall of Fame of my uh, <laughs> of my early breakout team pick. But you know what? I, I call the Charger games. I know, and, and I'm not going to say the Chargers, but I, you know, if they're healthy, they're going to be they're going to be good. That's been the story with this team for a while, right? Just stay healthy. But I look inside that division and the team. I don't know if people are talking about, but if you watch them against the Minnesota Vikings, the Denver Broncos, Mm. Rich. That is, first of all, the defense with Vic Fangio and all the horses they have on defense. And you saw Patrick Sertan with a pick six. Uh, You know they're going to be good on defense. But to me, that wasn't the story. When you watch that offense and you see a track team out there, I mean, K.J. Hamler can fly. He's another year in, in, in the NFL. He's more comfortable. I think you're going to see good things for him. Jerry Judy in year two. You're going to get Cortland Sutton back. Throw him in the mix. You've got two tight ends that run four four. Um, so to me, that that is a is a chance to be a dynamic offense, a vertical offense, lots of big plays, and a defense that if you can give them a lead, uh, they can rush the quarterback and they can turn the ball over as well. So um, I think that's a fascinating division. I think the Raiders will be better. I think the Chargers will definitely be better. And you've got the best, you know, the most talented team with the best player in the league, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. So. Uh, that that's going to be a fun one, and I think Denver Broncos that would be my team. Don't sleep on them, DJ. I'm 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 loath to agree with you because I named the Denver Broncos the sleeper team in the AFC, my sleeper team in the AFC in 2020 on this show, and hours later, Von Miller hurt his foot. So oh, yeah. you like, can't do that, that again. actually happened. My sleeper pick act- got buried. That <laughs> never woke up um, as soon as I named it. I, I'm gonna. Should I bounce my NFC team I'm thinking off of, DJ, right now? Okay, I'm going to do it. What about the Carolina Panthers as a sleeper team for 2021 in the NFC? Another team with a lot of speed, which I love. Right. You know, I I haven't seen any of Sam. I didn't see Sam the other night. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I haven't really heard much of how he's doing down there. I'm excited to see him. We both love him as a guy, hoping that that all works out for him there. Mm -hmm. But to me, that would be kind of as Sam goes, so go the Carolina Panthers. Really? Because I I kind of like their defense and 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 we are truly all sleeping on on year two of Matt Rule and oh, you know, Joe Brady's record. passing game. You know what I mean? Like exactly. And 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 then the division we all know has the defending Super Bowl champions in it. But 
I'm wondering what you make of the Saints right now. I've got Cam Jordan coming up next hour. And, you know, Michael Thomas out for a while. There was a back and forth. Like, Michael Thomas is, you know, battling Allen Robinson for the most passive-aggressive social media posts (laughs) against his team, you know, in terms of (laughs) dynamic uh, top-wide receivers. It is right now. So, uh, uh, and then, of course, the quarterback spot post-Breeze. What do you make of that conversation with the Saints, Daniel Jeremy? So, Rich, I don't know. And, and I, I peg probably Del Tufo for more of a donut guy than either you or Brockman. Very good. Um, um, <laughs> I don't know if you are, like, are you a plain donut guy or are you a sprinkled donut guy? Well, uh, DJ, I'm going to go off the board here. I'm more of a jelly donut jelly guy, guy, which doesn't okay. have the hole in it, which might actually okay. po- poke a hole in where you're going with your analogy. Totally, right yeah, totally going to ruin the analogy. Custard. So we'll pretend that you said you like sprinkles. Yes, let's do that then. I, I, you can have a Jameis donut with Taysom sprinkles, or you can have a plain Taysom donut. Like I'd, I'd rather have the Jameis donut with some Taysom sprinkles. To me, that's just that, that gives you two. It's a two for one special. The problem is, is a is a donut has is the number zero, um, DJ. And well, hopefully, that's, that's zero turnovers. Uh, well, well, we got six it, to well, go. Well, keep the bakery theme going here. Um, so no, I I understand that, but put it all together, uh, and and I'm I'm genuinely concerned about the Saints' viability this year. Uh, I'm beginning to get that feeling, um, and I don't know, you know, I I. I I eventually land on I trust Sean Payton to make it right, but I'm, I'll, again, I'll just leave the floor to you. You want to play the? Right. Here's here's a game for you. Okay. If you played the if you played the bubble wrap game, like you needed one player to be put in bubble wrap to guarantee that he does not get hurt, or you're in big trouble. Alvin Kamara is the bubble wrap guy. Like, if anything happens to him, this all of a sudden is an under 500 football team. I mean, that, that there's they don't have any weapons. So th- that to me is he is going to be force fed and he is going to have to have a monster year to help kind of carry this offensive load because it's uh, there's not a lot of playmakers when you look around outside of him. You just can't give any idea. I think we're going to have to do this. We we have a segment open later on in the show. Let's do top bubble five wrap. bubble wrap guys in the NFL. Love Alvin Kamara is one of them, no question about it. Because without him, right, you, that's the general sense. Although you do never know who might be, you know, under wraps that 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 Sean Payton <laughs> will unveil, but that is definitely something to think about. All right, well, have a good time up there with Shanahan and the Hall of Famer Lynch and everybody up there, and let's connect over the next couple of weeks and get your thoughts right before the season, if you don't mind, Dan. I appreciate you. Great you got to catch up, Rich. You got you it guys. right back at you. Move hey, the bye. Sticks podcast with Bucky Brooks, Daniel Jeremiah at Move the Sticks on Twitter and Instagram. That's not a bad uh, segment idea. I like it. We got to come up with some. Well, that's what we got a commercial break for. I got one. All right, and when we, <laughs> I'm already. I got three. Yeah. On. <laughs> well, I know who yours is. Oh, that's. I mean, that's pretty. I obvious, mean, I know right? who yours is. I mean, you, you you still have the the Ben DiNucci nightmares. You wake up screaming. Ah, oh. I probably don't even need to take part in this segment. <laughs> ben DiNucci nightmares. You've already written it down uh, for a fantasy yeah, team. That's man? a good one. That's okay. A good one. Let's take a break. When we come back here, your phone calls, 844-204-RICH. We will, uh, we've got a couple phone lines open if you want to chat. Let's do it. That's next before Cameron Jordan of the aforementioned Saints joins us. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. You see stuff that's on the walls here when you walk in. There's a, a, a Goodfellas poster that I've had for ever. Really? Yes. Where'd you get it? I got it at a charity auction. Huh. And and it's on the wall. And you, you signed it. You signed it. Rafi. What do you mean? It's not Ralph. on the Okay, our stage manager coming. That's it. You've taken it off the wall. Yeah, it's not my signature. What do you mean it's not your signature? This is not my signature, buddy. Down there? You got ripped off. No, I did not. Don't, yeah, you're I kidding don't, me. I don't do a frou-frou L like that. And so, I don't cross it. So that is like not that. yours, because it's signed by you, De Niro, and Pesci, and I spent at least four figures on this thing. Get out of here. Yes. You're a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, now, that's, that's... Now, you're, you're being serious. That is definitely not your signature. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm... Scorsese, I'm, it says Scorsese signed it down there, too. Look at that, underneath... That, that's his. That is? I'm not sure that Bob's. Because uh-huh. I could only remember signing really like five that was complete. And there was never like one of those signings where you all lay there. I mean, I could sign it for real. Yeah. At I'm, least I could double it. Play, do it. Do what you wish. If that is, it, Do you know if that's Pesci's? Do you know if that's Joe's? No, that's him. No, I know that's him. I, I know, do, I know. <laughs> uh, do you know uh, if that's his signature? I don't, I don't know Joe's signature. Okay. Rich, you show that it's to every guest that walks in here. Is. Yeah, sure. this is hanging in. So every guest that walks in here, this is one of the first things that they see in the hallway. You no, sure? We'll, we'll take care of it later. Rafi. Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> He's got an axe. Are you serious? Do you, do you, want, it, do you want the real? Yeah, sure. But, uh, you know, I mean. It's going to hurt the, hurt the. Okay. You're... Oh, no, <laughs> it doesn't. Oh, that's me. There's, you just, oh you just God, smacked yourself in a heart attack. I guess, uh, <laughs> we'll do it later. Okay. But that's not me. Yeah, you just banged yourself. <laughs> you just cracked the glass. So we could take it out. <laughs> smash the glass. I mean, you got that at this no, point. No, it's not in time. glass, though. It's not really glass. It's like a plexi. But we'll do it. We'll fix it. Okay. But you got ripped off. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Is How are you a... feeling now, Rich? Knowing this this he's holding onto the axe. Uh, All right, I'm... so ask me a question. <laughs> oh my gosh you okay you put the axe down this is fantastic i i'm sort of i don't even know where to go with this because that has been one of my most prized possessions for some time and you are the real mccoy saying that is not your signature yeah no it's not i'm thinking oh my gosh i really hurt my head there <laughs> it's cracked of all the places for you to smash it it was directly in the forehead of you in the movie poster right there but it's all good because we're gonna take that thing apart if that's not your signature i need your actual uh, john hancock on that oh my gosh we still have it and it's Robert De Niro's 78th birthday today, and I appreciate him signing that or not.
<laughs> back here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show, everybody. Back here on the program. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We'll take your calls in a second. Uh, Urban Meyer has spoken. Oh. I just got the sound bites from the uh, the news blast from the NFL Network oh, news, news desk. News blast. Um, and I'll read them out in a second. Let's take this call. Terzo in Iowa. It's been a Terzo. long time. Hey, Terzo. How you been? What's up, counselor? Oh, Rich. Rich, man, I've missed you, man. Oh, I miss you it's too, good Terzo. To have you back. Thank you, brother. How are you? Hey, I'm, I'm doing well, my man. I'm hoping you're doing well. I am. You did a great job on Tokyo Gold. Your Thanks, boys bro. held it down. Ben <laughs> Lyons was, uh, was slaying it while you were gone, man. I, it, it's been a lot of fun. Thank but you. Happy you're back. Appreciate it. What's on your mind? Hey, man, you kind of you kind of got me a little twisted. I wanted to talk about uh, the overreaction Monday. I didn't get an opportunity to call you yesterday. Go for it about the quarterbacks, uh, but you got me a little bit uh, on the on the Tebow train. So I'm I'm gonna kind of leave it to you. Do you want me to go about the quarterbacks or Tebow? Why don't you go yesterday? I'll go Tebow in a second. So you go what 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 right. from yesterday? The overreaction Monday that uh, you I'm, you got here on your mind. I'm a huge. I'm a I'm a huge 49ers fan, and I've been I've been Ben gave me gave me all of the poo poo on uh, Trey Lance throwing a football, and he throws it very very well. I just I'm just happy that we still have Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, and let's keep let let's just keep him going forward. Mm-hmm. Even though it kind of sounds like everybody wants to say that we're trying to trade him. Yeah, I would rather keep him for this year. Keep Trey Lance just in the background. Justin Fields, who I actually wanted to take with the third overall pick. Looked very well, um, but I also want to, uh, you know, just maybe tell him as, you know, as a, as a pal, don't get defenses mad saying that they're slow. Mm-hmm. Like you might, you might be bring, you might be bringing a little bit more to hey, yourself on that one. Guess what, Terzo? If your guy Trey Lance is the right guy, and I think he is the right guy, th- then it doesn't matter what he says. He's going to make the defenses look slow. And if it is, you know, uh, if if. Or, or whoever says that, like, hey, you know, the game's supposed to be faster, it was slow. Well, guess what? It, it, you'll, you'll learn, and, and, and the hard knocks um, figurative will come. So um, yeah. here, here's the deal, though, and I appreciate the call. Thank you for, for calling in, Terzo. I heard what Ben had to say here in this chair, and, I, you know, I, he, he handled the show um, as he saw fit, and that's what I love about uh, giving up the chair. It's your show when you're in a chair as uh, – the uh, best mom ever sign that I have right here that Susie has uh, <laughs> when she comes on is a, a test to that, okay? And the fact that I don't serve mimosas. Sorry, guys. Not, yeah. not yet. But I couldn't have disagreed with Ben's opinion of the quarterback situation in San Francisco more and I, I, at all that, uh, that, he, that the, it works out for the 49ers if Garoppolo is the long-term answer. They have traded away everything and the old bag of – Biscuits and the donuts and the bag of balls, everything's gone. You trade it up. You have made this bed. You are going to lie in it with Trey Lance, and it's a terrific guy to lie in your football bed with. And Garoppolo might start week one, week two, week three, or what have you, and Lance will get in. And if Lance does get an opportunity, which is probably going to happen because, you know, Garoppolo has trouble playing all 16, now all 17 potentially, he'll get in there. And when he gets in there and the light goes on, showtime. Leave the light on for you. Showtime is right. Certainly when you're in the deepest end of the NFL pool, the NFC West, and you got a two way threat up there in the Pacific Northwest, and you've got Stafford running the system in Los Angeles, and I expect it to be run much 
more efficiently than golf did the last couple of years. And then we'll see what the two-way threat down in Arizona looks like, and I proffer to say Kyler Murray's going to be better. And hopefully the coach in that offense has a little bit better efficiency in play calling and success in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter than they did in crucial contests after the Hale Murray last year. Going to be deeper. And if you've got a two-way threat and you've got the running game, those guys, those big, huge dudes, Mostert and the rest of them that slash, that those plays, those, those stretch plays that, that slash all the way out on the other hash, and it's tough to get these guys down on the ground, and you've got a quarterback that keeps it and goes the other way. Oh, and Debo Samuel coming across. Maybe he's got it. Instead of Lance, instead of the running back, look out, man. He's a much bigger, huger threat at the position than Garoppolo. Is he ready? Maybe not. You got Garoppolo to sit there instead under under center, and he looks apparently terrific in training camp. All the better. He can fit in the cap. What what you know? As you know, we talked quite a bit after the trade, all the way up to the draft, and after about Kyle Shanahan, and after the draft to and with Kyle Shanahan. And I told him it was one of the most honest responses from a head coach in a press conference when you're trying to hide the ball pretty much the entire time because you want to keep people guessing as to who you're going to take that I ever heard in terms of being honest. It was like he was hooked up to sodium pentothal, and he told you at the time, if this was a free agent acquisition, then yeah, the quarterback that we currently have would be in a much more difficult position to start. He'd probably be gone. But it's a draft choice. We've got a guy who who the locker room likes and we like who took this team to a Super Bowl two years ago, we can start him. We can have him and let the guy that we're drafting learn. That still is an operative situation right now. But if Lance gets in and you see what he looks like, you know what it works in the NFL. See ya. Over. It's done. Whether you're Jimmy Garoppolo or Tom Savage, you know, honestly, you know, I mean, it's over. Look what happened to Alex Smith when Kaepernick came in. And he looked like, you know, again, he was the points and yards and first down ATM. You put the card in. Do you choose checking or savings? You choose run or pass. Boom. Out comes the points. Boom. That's what Kaepernick looked like. And that's when Harbaugh's like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna keep playing this guy. Even though Alex Smith was our first overall drafted quarterback in previous regime. See ya. Yeah, but Jimmy's owed twenty four million this year. That's so, why. That's why it's so another insane. reason why you, you hold on to him. But if 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 Lance gets in and the trade deadline comes around, I mean, you've got a lot of options. Lynch has a lot of options, and so do the 49ers, and they they're in the best position of all. You know, who's in the second best position of all? Is I personally is uh, I. I think so are the Patriots. <laughs> they start Cam. Okay, Mac Jones will just sit there and learn. They start Mac Jones, well, Cam's right there. And Belichick's been <laughs> in the whole concept of, what are you going to do, Bill, about which quarterback do you choose? He'll just refer you to uh, the 2001 season when the former first overall drafted quarterback with a nine-figure contract, first ever, gets hurt. And 
the kid comes in and Tom Brady. He handled that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Cam Jordan, hour number two. More of your phone calls at 844-204-RICH and a big NBA signing. It's coming up. You know, the Bears are in a, I think, a, a, a I wouldn't say a tougher position, but. Well, it's easier to just go to fields. It, it. You well, go, like you said yesterday. It was, you it's go a to fields, agent. though, and you can't, you know, you, you sit him down and you put Dalton in. And then I just don't know. Again, Andy Dalton had some great years with the Bengals. He really did. He did. And I went higher register. Yeah, but four playoff but games. But if you're, you if 4, you're trying yards. to battle that, the cheeseheads up north, you're, you know. And if Cousins and that offense that was putting points on the board is more efficient this year. And, of course, if Kirk's very meticulous plan to avoid being a close contact is successful, the Vikings have a shot in that division as well. And, you know, you've got a coach who's been a coach of the year but needs to kind of win to keep his gig. There's a lot going on there. Bill's not going anywhere, and neither is Kyle Shanahan. So that's why I'm saying that's more of a – Obviously, Jacksonville's starting their guy, and the Jets are starting their guy, and their coaches aren't going anywhere. I guess, but your ceiling with Dalton is what, like seven, eight wins? And that's with a fan base that's just like kind of like what yeah, gives. Right. That's why I think Justin Fields is going to start, yeah. even though Nagy doesn't really want to do it. We kind of have to. I mean, just let the kids. You don't have to. You don't have to. Uh, you do not have to. I don't know, man. You can stick Dalton out here in Los Angeles and put him against Donald and Ramsey and have. Justin Fields look and watch it and you get maybe get something out of that. But then it's 21 nothing at halftime and then what? I don't know. You can't put him in in the middle of that game. Then you go in a different direction. It's tougher to go from Fields to the other guy because Fields is overwhelmed. They've got to be very concerned about that. I think that Fields should be able to handle it. You come from the Ohio State. He's been in some big games well, under some bright lights before, man. In a weird way, you almost kind of hope he struggles the rest of the preseason so the expectations uh, are curbed a little bit. Or you just want him to just ascend and just throw well, him Well, then out you there. have to start him week one. If he it, keeps, it's great. Right. If he's ready for it, then go, man. I love how you're sitting there, your coach saying, please don't don't do well. Yeah, please don't do well. Please, like, please. Like, or you're the coach and you got a thick make skin. you got to make your easier. decision. No, you got to do it. <laughs> That's why they pay you the bucks, man. There he is, your Chicago Bear QB1. He is number one. Or two. (laughs) 